0: Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam and I'm joined by my co-host George. Hello there. Unfortunately, Grant can't make it tonight. Grant, we hope you're feeling better. and Hopefully he will be by the time it comes out because it's well, coming so. out pretty soon. Uh, Each episode of Flawless, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album they think is flawless and we talk about why they love it, how they discovered it and what they love about it and then at the end we decide if we agree that it's flawless. We have a Facebook group, it's called Flawless Friends and Family and we'd love for you to join and tell us what you think about your favourite albums and your favourite episodes of Flawless, you can find the link to that in our show notes. We also have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month. And no matter how much you back us for, you'll get access to our special bonus episodes. And the link to that is in the show notes as well. And each Tuesday night, we now have Flawless Music Chat. So if you're a Clubhouse member, you can find George or myself and follow us or follow the Australian Music Industry Network. And uh, yeah, we chat about old episodes and sort of some of the things that we like. And we'll just have a bit of a chat about the music that we're listening to and that we really love.
1: Absolutely. And you can bring your own Flawless albums Mm -hmm. to the ball. And we have little chats about that too.
0: Right. So our intro is officially getting out of control and I might have to cut something. But (laughs) this episode of Flawless, we have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself and let us know a bit about yourself?
2: Hello, I'm Ruby. Thank you so much for having me, George and Liam. I am a music manager from Brisbane primarily. I manage three bands at the moment um, Bugs, Hope D, and Void. I also work for Q Music and uh, am a co programmer on Big Sound, which is uh, the Southern Hemisphere's largest musical conference. So that's me.
0: Awesome. And Ruby helped us coordinate Bugs. So Connor from Bugs, who's been on the podcast previously so thank you very much for that that was an awesome episode and it was great to have a chat no worries
1: and also oh i didn't know uh, about that in advance so i've just found out that you um support hope d because mm. uh, she was living with my stepdaughter until two days ago oh so yeah that's brisbane cute. is a village yeah well, it
2: is it really is um yeah she's she's adulting now i think a little bit hard but she's alone um, in a house with her girlfriend so yeah it's, it's been nice
1: yeah it was a girlfriend house when i the i saw it as it was being dismantled and these people were moving out and i was just like yep okay that's why i've never been invited here like it made <laughs> perfect sense as a stepmom never mind. cool awesome so
0: would you like to tell us what album you are nominating today?
2: I'm nominating Cardinal by Pine Grove.
1: Walking outside labyrinthine Over cracks along Under the trees I know this town grounded in a compass Cardinal Landing in the dogwood I keep going over It over and over My steps iterate my shame come
2: every outcome Such come down Lately afternoon dropped down kept saying I just want to see it. saying what's wrong with that needle shaking outlines in a
1: compass Every album such come down. Awesome. Nice choice.
0: Yeah, very well done. So Cardinal is the second studio album by Pine Grove and it was released on February 12, 2016 on Run for cover. 2016 makes it one of the more recent albums mm-hmm. that we've covered. We don't do; we tend to do a lot of older stuff that we grew up on, or George mm. goes back even further than that. So this is 1954. Yeah, I <laughs> guess that we've
1: done.
2: Oh, so. I love that! Yeah, that was it was a gamble as to what I was going to choose, but I thought recent ones just because my memory yeah. is the worst. No, we lo- yeah, we
0: love recent ones. Cool. So how did you find out about Pinegrove? They're not necessarily a band that's been big on the radio or anything here in Australia.
2: Yeah, um, I'm actually I actually was introduced um, to Pinegrove through my good friend Dom Miller, and I believe you've had him on the podcast. He before. has indeed. Yes, Brisbane's a village. Brisbane's yeah. a village. So um, Dom has this obsession, and I know I can use that word because he knows it's an obsession of. Um, listening to every single album release every Friday. Um, and he has extensive lists on Spotify nice. um, and a really like super annoying system. Like we've listened to so many, <laughs> um, albums oh, context for that is, uh, we used to work together in the same office. So every Friday we'd be going through albums and he discovered Pine Grove through, through that. Um, he goes through like pitchfork lists and all those kind of things, mm-hmm. all the international kind of mm-hmm. album new releases lists. So, um, that was how I was introduced and um it it kind of like became a a love affair of us just engulfing ourselves in Pine Grove and (laughs) and Cardinal um from from 2016 from its release onwards and um it was yeah it was really something that um piqued my interest straight away um because of the Midwestern emo type Mm -hmm. um way that they have like they set out this record and also I'm such a sucker for anything with slide or lap steel, so like <laughs> I think it's the most romantic sound in the world. I've so, I've definitely written the word bandro more yeah. than once, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, anything like that. I was just sucking in straight away, so yeah, that's how I discovered Pinegrove, and I'm so cool. glad I did.
0: Yeah, so was that in 20? So, did you discover them before this album came out, or sort of as this was coming through out? this album? So, so this when, album, yeah, when nice. it got released, this is okay.
2: my first kind of introduction. I guess their first album is kind of like a mishmash of what they were doing as uh, as a kind of fetus band, so mm-hmm. in my mind, I think Cardinal is their first album, proper album. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's kind of something that like they really just punched out and was and 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 really, I, I mean, took them to an international stage. Like it was, yeah, the re- reception for this album and uh, was incredible. Um, and also all of the visual content and all of the kind of promotional activities that we were doing that were doing around it, like the NPR Tiny Desk concert, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, their audio tree session is also incredible too So like everything they were kind of doing around this time To promote this album was just kind of like Stars aligning So yeah, um, yeah it's something that's like it's Super special to me And brings back a lot of memories Cool Yeah Nice
0: George I like Had you ever heard of Pine Grove Before Ruby Dean popped it in our group chat
1: mm-hmm. Talking about talking about albums talking about
0: albums she was nominating
1: uh, I had heard Pine Grove their mm-hmm. name and I knew I just thought of them as like a kind of a death cab for cutie soul mm. band um, and at that time in 2016 I w- was kind of listening to some of it but I remember going oh I need to listen to that I need to listen to that and then didn't Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was like, Oh, Pinegrove, great. I had an excuse to listen to this album. Um, and so I did, and then I was like really pissed at yeah. myself <laughs> for two thousand and sixteen me for not going, Oh, Jumping you, need on to, it. Yeah, you need yeah, you need like this is exactly what you listen to, George, for frick's sake. <laughs> um so uh yep, I was very annoyed um that I'd not heard the album before. So uh yeah, I um I had I um, have heard of them, but just on the peripheral, mm-hmm. that's that.
0: Um, yeah. How about you, Liam? Uh, you and I are Pine Grove buddies because I'm exactly the same. I'd heard <laughs> yeah. of them and I'd heard people talking about how great they were. And I'm sure I remember listening to pieces when they come out or in Spotify playlists, they probably popped up on my release radar and that sort of stuff more than once. But I never really sought them out. So it was exactly the same. I was like, cool, I'm going to listen to this properly now and it's going to be great. And it was great. I was like, damn it.
1: We've all been there. Yeah. I'm so annoyed. Yeah, I'm so annoyed. Because it fits so nicely into so many of my playlists. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to tell you, um, uh, like, the moment I put Cardinal on and it opened with old friends, I got one minute into that song. I paused it. I went and got my guitar I went on to, like, guitarchords.com and yep. I lift, like, looked up the guitar um, for it and just started playing along, even though I hadn't even finished listening to the song yet. <laughs> I was so just nice. like, this is exactly my music. I'm really pissed. Um, so, uh, yep, yeah, I got the guitar and I was like, I cannot wait to meet this woman um, uh, and let her know that I got a minute into Old Friends, the opening track, and just went, nah, sorry, this is mine. Oh, that makes me so happy, honestly. Like, I
2: it's... Yeah, they are in my mind a perfect band. I mean, since twenty sixteen, I mean it's kind of embarrassing to say, but also whatever. Um, They've been my top artist in my in my Spotify Wrapped like Mm -hmm. every single year consecutively. And like the hours that I listen to this band is like kind of insane (laughs) and embarrassing. But I'm also like like I I listen to them whenever like cleaning house, when I'm sad, when I'm happy, when I'm Mm -hmm. on my on a road trip. Like it's they are literally there's literally not one situation where I'm not like oh yeah. I want to put Pinegrove on if I'm at a loss to kind of listen to it. So do you always come to this
1: album or do you have you listen to their entire catalogue?
2: I definitely listen to their entire catalogue. This is a tried and true, mm. um, but I their 20, like their Skylight and their most recent album are definitely ones that I come back to as well, I think because they really developed their kind of country, kind of pushed more towards their old country roots there. Mm. Um, so I think that's, and, the, and it's fresher. So, mm-hmm. but this is definitely one where if I, I know every word to every song. So it's one of right. the ones where I feel like singing along, I'm going to put it on. Yeah, I
1: love the fact that they have that Americana country vibe yeah. and they're from New Jersey. I know. And I'm like, how have you done that? Like little children? Cause they were young too. And uh they, yeah, they brought out this stuff and I thought, oh, you must be an old soul and you must be from like, you know. Like Missouri or something. Yeah. And then I had a look and I was like, oh, no, absolutely not. They're from New Jersey. And then they went, moved to Brooklyn to get a bit more famous. And I was like, you are so not like down in the Bible Belt or in the country, like Western. You'd expect, yeah, some yeah. tiny little country town. Yeah. No, they're, they're not at all. There is, can we na- just name the um, the actual members and what they do?
0: Yep. So we've got Evan Stevens Hall doing guitar, vocals, and some percussion and banjo and bass. And Nick, keys. And keys. Nick Levine doing guitar, vocal, backing vocals, bass and banjo. Zach Levine doing drums and percussion. And Eddie Pugh on the spoons, all tracks. Yes, yeah. we love <laughs> the, the spoons. spoons. There was a specific note in Wikipedia, all tracks. I was like, well, I'll write that down there. So, <laughs> But um,
1: um, Evan also did some mixing and mastering Yeah. On some of the,
0: mm-hmm. the mm-hmm.
2: tracks and too. They also have, um, what's her name? Uh, the... Oh, the woman Nandy yeah. Rose Plunkett yes she she's also in there every now and then and her voice and Evan's voice is like magic it's they work the harmonies well. are incredible mm. Mm. Yeah, so they did true. they
0: did do something sort of more underground in old, old country in that they recorded it in their parents basement yeah <laughs> which was and then did some additional recording in, in Chicago so at least that's slightly more yeah cult country indie rock cred slightly
1: DIY yeah. or die <laughs> that's yeah. it yeah, yeah. yeah. But otherwise, they were just in New Jersey basement. So, yeah, the Vine and Hold, there, like the, um yeah, the, their base. So it was two different basements as well. Mm. And you, you can totally <laughs> hear it in the album that, that they're not even hiding the fact that they're in a basement. No. Like, sometimes, like, the echo on the vocals yeah. sometimes. And, like, that just sound where you can almost hear them plugging instruments in. Yeah. And, like, you can hear them, like, putting stuff down. Like, they... Close out the record, I think, and it sounds like they're just putting their instruments away. Yeah, for 10, mm-hmm. fifteen yeah. seconds, and you're like, you you know, you're still rolling, right? <laughs> yeah, I kind of love that though because it's
2: kind of very reminiscent of watching a live show. So mm. it's just like that magical—you get that magical feeling of you know being in a live room and and experiencing that. I think it's the perfect way to end an album. Really, more mm. people should do it. Yeah. and
0: the mix feels like it's a live band. Like you can you can in your head mm. as soon as it starts playing, like the four instruments—they're not brought up and brought down and done different parts it's like no there's just the four people doing a thing all together you can see them like you said you can feel like it's a live gig Mm. just yeah the leveling and the mixing works really well assuming that's what they wanted it to do
1: yeah yeah there's just one point where the guitar solo actually comes out a lot higher than usual and i'm just trying to remember uh which of the tracks it is but like um there's some that like but otherwise it's usually mixed really kind of low Mm. and it Set, like guitar like show, lo-fi like, stuff yeah it, i've written lo-fi more than once yeah. <laughs> um yeah and ours there's mm. ours and stuff in there so um yeah i think it's just um they the, the way they've done their mix thing they've definitely made it sound like you're in the basement with them and they're just playing an intimate show with you yeah. and you're like taking on a little journey mm. yeah it's but, so nice um, yeah it's a really good a- if you, if the if the album has a great atmosphere
2: Mm. absolutely yeah. absolutely and it, it's um, I think that ties into a lot of um, like Evan is such a keen reader and, and, and he reads a lot of literature and um, it that comes out obviously in his lyrics but like I think it also it, he builds the drama and builds the kind of scene it's not just him them playing a song on a record it's kind of like you're in an, a little story mm. even so it's just yeah and that's really special I think and I think yeah that's some of the magic that comes with their songs is each little song is is a story and you can tell it's real life Mm. it's not just you know a track
0: they're all told in first person they're all they're all i songs they're all i did this you did this we did this together and that that personal touch like you can feel it in his songwriting like these aren't characters that he's made up in his head and put in a place like no these are just things that he's felt and stories that he's fielding and experienced himself when he goes home.
2: Yeah, and even – I can't remember what song exactly. I've got too many notes. But uh, he even stretches into a bit of like stream of consciousness writing at some points as well, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. You know, like it just seems like he's writing off the top of his head and saying exactly what's going on in the situation at the time. And, um, yeah, I think that that builds a lot of kind of rapport with the audience and ability to kind of – have people relate to to his music mm. which is
1: integral
2: to any kind of any music when he was
1: interviewed about the um some of the stories and stuff about it being so personal he did make a comment saying that he's mixed up around and he's definitely like mm. changed it from like being just mm. a straight like recount of the situation because he didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings and things like that so um yeah he's taking that identities.
2: So, private and
1: stuff yeah yeah so um and he is like quite introspective a lot of the times too so um in the lyrics so i've written quite a lot of lyrics now Mm. um so because (laughs) um so uh, he uses fun words so he uses the word solipsistic which is really nice and i was just like you could have just said selfish but you chose (laughs) not to um like so yeah and you if you come back to him being uh, into literature, I think yes. they said they were reading Virginia Woolf and yeah. stuff like that. And you're like, yeah, it makes perfect sense why it's poetry put to music as yeah. opposed to just lyrics. Mm. Yeah,
2: he's definitely. I mean, listening to Pinegrove has definitely increased my vocabulary and <laughs> my knowledge of <laughs> like, words and I'm having to Google a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've definitely done that heaps. But you know, like that's
1: that, who doesn't want an education? Educational song, you know. Mm. So did you amazing. know what aphasia meant? Like when you thought, because I used to be a nurse, so I knew what it was.
0: I looked it up, so then I, so now I know what it was. So <laughs> now you know what it
1: is, yeah. Yeah, at that time, actually, coincidentally, my
2: friend was studying, um, like, what's the psychology? Uh, and she was doing a aphasia test thing that she did with us. Oh. So I was like, very coincidental. Um, but I think, so no, I didn't know, but then I did know. Then you. did. yeah. <laughs> but aphasia is actually one of my favorite tracks on the record. Um, it's definitely a standout in it and it's something that, um, it's so sorrowful, sorrowful the way that it's told, um, the kind of struggle and like inability to express yourself is just so like uh, frustrating and, and, and it makes you feel like, oh, you just want to like burst when you're kind of listening to what he's, what he's singing. Um, and, I guess it's a fear of a lot of people and and, and mine that I can't express myself the way I'd want to to other people and um, being misinterpreted or misunderstood is just, like, a huge thing. So, like, having that in a song and kind of... I know he sings about aphasia, but I think it's more in a metaphoric
1: way. Mm. Oh, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, Well, he's just talking about, um, again he couldn't explain himself and yeah. he's kept himself hidden and then he moves um like he's proud of himself and moving into a point of going like i'm talking tonight you know i'm doing so much tonight, mm. and i am proud of himself and then he comes back and goes oh no i've the cycles come back like i've gone back into not speaking again um but there's some really beautiful like punchy um like movements in there, um, and when Nandi Rose Plunkett comes in with the, her vocals, um, oh. that is so powerful because oh, yeah. they they split between harmonies and they're matching, mm-hmm. and then they split again to mm-hmm. harmonies and matching, and that was just came across incredibly like powerfully to me. But this is the one where the guitar solo is like the outro for mm. about mm. the last minute and a half. So this is the prominent guitar solo I was trying to look for in my notes. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> there we go. There we, we go. There. We, we got there eventually. So yeah. Um,
0: it starts with like that soft, it's a really soft and slow one and it almost it diverges a little bit from the rest of the four songs. It can feels a little bit different, but then it slowly picks up and picks up over the course of the song and then it ends as euphorically as they can be. Like this is them. This is them doing a huge, big power rock moment, but it's mm. just a like guitar solo, and it's still muted in their style. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 It's just a bit more prominent. I wrote a bit more prominent, not mm. not, not wanky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not cock rock. So yes, that's good. That's a really beautiful song. So.
0: But one of the things that he does, and I really love it, and it's really highlighted in one of this stuff, is a lot of the times, even when he's singing about other people who have done wrong to him, he's not angry about it. Mm. So in this one, it's got the lyrics.
1: One day I want you no
2: love. One day I want to find myself by the one I'm thinking of. And if one day I won't be, and one day won't be there.
0: And it's just that moment of like I, I want to overcome and do this thing and I'm not going to define myself you, but you can too and it's going to be really great for you and this thing that's broken both of us we can both not just like I'll get over it and I don't care about what happens to you because I'm over it it's more like we can be over it together it's going to be great because if I can get over it you can get over it
2: yeah I just got goosebumps that's uh, one of my favourite lyrics that he's ever written and I've mm. highlighted it as something they wanted to speak about um, it's just so powerful like one day I won't define myself by the one I'm thinking of like it's 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 an almost an ode to to the mm. past love, but mm. also an ode to self love as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so I think that's really special, and it's just something that I always kind of keep in the back of my mind whenever I'm crushing on someone yeah. <laughs> or like you know <laughs> getting too deep. And I'm,
1: yeah, it's it's nice. So he's always showing progress. You know, it's mm. never just um, I'm stuck in this cycle and this is my life now. It's um, you know, uh, there's there things happened that someone's done to me or i've done to them but there's a way of moving through this and Mm. that's that comes across in all of the stories that he's telling
0: he's always aware of himself like very self-aware and aware of the context of the so he's i'm having this feeling but i also know this feeling is in the context of a thing that so he's not like the feeling he's not controlling him he's like oh yeah i'm having this feeling and i know why so hopefully my goal is to either feel it more or feel less or do whatever but he's never like victim to it or letting it control him like it's always yeah i know what's going on and i i know i can move through it or get through it
1: mm-hmm. mm, great so okay. yeah
0: i really love aphasia a that's really cool
1: yeah so um in or i know we have spoken about old friends, which is a bloody brilliant uh, talk intro. more. That's, yeah, but, um, what it, an intro. I wanted to just jump in and say about, we talked about the word solipsistic, but the lyrics are... All... My steps keep splitting my grief through these solipsistic moods. I should
2: call my parents when I think of them, should tell my friends when I
1: love them.
0: That's so good That line It's oh. just Yeah oh,
1: I went So I heard that And just went Get the top yeah. singing, yeah. singing it I'm Singing it Goodness me
0: But the, And the other thing is Like that line A lot of his other awesome Is he doesn't put a huge amount Of weight on it mm. So he doesn't go Look at everyone Here comes a lyric That's going to stick Into your memory I'm going to make a really big It's just Almost like he's just Throwing it's them suggesting. off and like, And if you listen You listen to like Oh my god! How did you just like say that and move through it and move on to the next line uh, and not like spend the next five minutes bawling d- your eyes out before yeah, you get to the next line? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I um I love that lyric too, and and I find this song "Old Friends" has a lot of kind of like balance. Um, as you were saying, he's very self aware, and there's push and pull even in the same lyric. For example, um, uh for for the lyric. An appointment, oh disappointment! A set, ba- a setback, oh another come down. It's just like an appointment, oh disappointment. It's like a balancing act, like mm. an appointment is opposite to a disappointment kind of thing, and a setback, oh another come down. It's 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 kind of like being happy with defeat, but also realizing that there's kind of an upswing. Mm. It's the peaks and valleys of, of of his his life, and and yeah, it's. It's so nice. It's like a yin yang in every in every little stanza, mm. and yeah. then
1: it's bookended with new friends at yeah. the end. Mm. So we should highlight at this point mm. that this is only eight tracks long. Mm-hmm. So it's just. Just scraped into an album yeah. From an EP <laughs> Yeah Yeah no, any good. shorter
0: than it might be An EP or a live song On the end of it I was going to say
1: Like goodness me um, So I had eight tracks On my album When I was in a punk band But we were a punk band So that, that's what you that expect That would have been like 20 minutes long Yeah like, it, like The yeah, whole yeah. yeah. oh, thing was 15 minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was 18 minutes plus Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Halfway in the middle We knew, yeah. we knew. <laughs> You knew And it's only This uh, album's only 30 minutes and 45 seconds long mm-hmm. as well. Short and sweet Keep you yeah. wanting more That's it But they did release An extended version with five more tracks yeah Mm. so the
0: spotify version's got like i think it's all demos and stuff it's not they're not proper tracks that they've put the whole thing into but it's yeah it's like demos of a couple of songs that are on this and i think maybe some of their earlier stuff as well
2: i read somewhere also that 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 the version was only released in Australia, too. I don't know whether that's true, but okay. it, I read well, the, somewhere in, during my research that yeah. yeah, the extended version was only released here, nice. which is kind of cool. The
0: version on Spotify is the extended one, so I don't mm. know if it's, yeah, maybe on Spotify it's everywhere, but maybe they only released it on disc or something here, which, yeah, yeah. we do tend to get some stuff like that.
1: Some funny thing. Mm. Australia and Japan, they're the ones that yeah. get the odd versions yeah. of the album. We're so lucky. I was
2: yeah. also <laughs> jealous
1: of being in England growing up.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: Just
1: get the bog standard
0: stuff. So, <laughs> Jump off a side, Muse. Muse released like three quarters of their stuff exclusively in Japan. Yeah, they um, did. It was this constant stream of just, yeah, here's some Japan only stuff you'll have to Cheapy go and, bastards. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I grew up being obsessed with the band Blur, you may have heard of. Um and uh, I used to be in their fan club and so you could um write off and send a check in order to get the Japan only versions Ooh. of things, but it was only made available to people in the Blur fan club. Oh, gotcha. That's so, smart. Yeah, so it meant a that I, I would I would spend the equivalent of like 35 dollars on like the <laughs> japan only version of a thing and i'm like yep you're so, a real one i was i was a diehard yeah. diehard fan um yes so um we Ruby, did you have any
0: favorites you wanted to i mean you love them all obviously but is there any particular one you wanted to highlight i and mean about next? <clears throat> next
2: let me just look back through my notes i mean aphasia um of form is also
1: a big favorite of mine. Run clicks. Mm-hmm. Drum clicks and banjo guitar yeah D- that's it for the intro that's yeah. like a really paired back mm. americana mm-hmm. sound like that was definitely sitting on the deck kind of someone like clicking the drum like that and just yeah really awesome way and it's all paired back for the verse but then there's these just little high hats and twinkly bits on yeah. the guitar that sneak up on you mm. yeah. as,
2: as you sing and please after this I'm giving you both homework yeah. if you can <laughs> both watch the NPR Tiny Desk concert mm. the waveform version on that is so special it's nice. just uh, the vocal range that he displays on that is just nuts and they, I think they've got I think they've got more I think they've got six people playing mm. in that in the NPR oh, okay. um, and uh, god it's just captivating. Yeah. It's just so nice.
0: It's that super country song. If you, if, you, if you weren't sure, like some of the country elements are sometimes a little hidden in some of the other songs, like you'd have to know what you're looking for in the patterns. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to this song this and have you know, any other ones, you'd be like, they're a country band. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they've even got like the male wailing harmonising in the back. Like you've got the other band members doing, like you can see it live again. It's like they'd be chanting that stuff out, not into a mic. They'd just be on stage yep. with no yeah, mic yeah. playing and they're just chanting it out. So you'd, you'd hear it if you are in the room. But on a recording you wouldn't necessarily. But yeah, Yeah. it was awesome. It
1: has a really lovely (laughs) Derek. so beautiful it's just like and Mm -hmm. I've I've been in those situations like I'll go but Unless you need me to stay, yeah. I could stay. But otherwise, I'll go. And yeah. it's just like, and you know that it's just an awkward hipster thing too, as well. <laughs> like, just like, I'm in we're both introverted, and we don't know where we're going with this. Um, yeah. they, and one of us needs to make the first it's move. Like when you say sorry too much, and you just yeah. like stop saying sorry. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, so just in waveform, that's just a really beautiful moment. Yeah, so lovely. But I've written lyrics for all the tracks, so I can't drop them all in. <laughs> So yes, so um, so waveforms awesome, and then um, it moves into the the size of the moon, which is the longest mm. track on the album, mm.
0: and I think my favorite one because it opens with "Do you want to dance." Yeah. but like most songs that open with do you want to dance are like, I'm going to dance. You want to dance? Yeah. We're all going to dance. It's going to be a great time. And he's just <laughs> like, do you want to dance? Please don't say yes. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't want to dance. You don't want to dance, but I have to ask you if you want to dance. So if you say no, that'd be great. So yeah. we can just go back to not dancing, but just that, that plaintive, wail on it just makes like do you want to dance like just no i don't want to dance yeah (laughs) and
2: and it's just like the the whole song i guess is just reminiscing back on the relationship and being like remember when it was so nice and everything was good and but now it's not and (laughs) i don't know what to do um it's this song actually really reminds me of um my best friend, she was going through relationship tri- troubles at the time and it was indicative of their entire relationship, just trying to kind of like keep that fire and keep that, you know, spark any way they could. But it just was
1: gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. sometimes it's just one of those things. And he even says, would you like a drink while we wait for everything to get good again? Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Uh, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, just punch me in the yeah, heart. <laughs> yeah, and pace me. Yeah, and then
0: me. Every time in that song, the chorus, it cuts back to just a single person doing like a vocal wah-ah song, wah-ah line mm. Right. It's just, yeah, really cool. Just stripping it right back and then picking it all up again. Mm. But it sounds like
1: it. party dance fun as well. Yeah. And it's like party but dance fun. kind of really muted. But then also melancholy yeah so it's like we're dancing but we're not sure if we're enjoying ourselves (laughs) i would also really
2: recommend the audio tree version of um size of the moon i just am obsessed with any of their kind of live studio stuff and they do a lot of it um i know they did their last kind of album live in the studio and it was a cool little like artistic um experience but oh god i just yeah i love it it's Mm. i can't wait till I can see them live. I yeah. Actually, um, Dom that's- and I almost got them out here before. Uh-huh. Um, oh, in, I think oh, I was it was 2017. You you yeah, it's one of the things
0: we normally ask is have yeah. you seen them live?
2: No, we, we were go- we were willing to kind of act as the local promoter and pay mm-hmm. for their fee and all that kind of stuff and they were ready to come for an Australian tour. Um, and then that um, that whole thing happened with the kind of controversy, mm-hmm. the sexual coercion thing that happened with Evan and, and they just had to cancel for the whole everything. Yeah. Which they, sort of, fun.
0: they sort of just wound the whole band down for a little yeah, while while it's like, being dealt with and sorted out. Which was the perfect way to mm. kind of
2: do anything, I mm-hmm.
1: think. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen them
2: it's my dream too and I really hope I do one day.
1: Um, when I was Googling them, I found out that um, Evan and Zach had a high school band. Do you remember their name? dog water <laughs> like, such a high, band a high school band name isn't it <laughs> yeah. so, was it like was a punk good? band or something uh d- i think it was grunge i think uh, it was yeah, like a grunge grungy band, band. Yeah, I can so that. Yeah, yeah that you. Um, yeah dog so water's a grunge band evan on guitar mm. and zach on drums doing like i don't know if there was anyone else like but they were not of notion um, mm. but that, that was yeah because they've been high they've been school friends since they were young so mm. yeah, yeah. They're all connected mm.
0: since they were seven, so they met when no. they were seven years old, Aww. which is like that to have that connection and just stay all the way through, friends with all the way, friends with people like that all the way through is just amazing. Yeah. I don't know anyone, I'm not friends with anyone who I knew when I was seven years old.
1: One of my best friends I've known since we were three mm. that's pretty cool, but I'm not, but I'm not. we don't see each other because she's in the UK yeah. and I'm in Australia, <laughs> so that doesn't work. Um, so she's an old friend. <laughs> oh, yes. No pun intended. Oh, totally pun intended. Um, but then um, the shortest song on the album mm. is "Then Again." Mm. Yeah. So that's got this jolly, uplifting start. Yeah. Um, but what I really enjoy is you can hear Evan go <gasps> and breathe in before he starts singing. Yeah. And that's really lovely. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. it was a really nice, again, intimate moment that you mm. don't usually keep in a recording. Yeah. So when you act, when you hear like a breath, it's really yeah, it feels like they're performing for you. So yeah. I thought that was a really nice thing. I feel like the pace of the song really suits the theme
2: as well. Like it, he speaks about how he's that the first line is, I was totally nervous to go to Japan. Yeah. I tried travelling once, I lost my keys. And um, like then it kind of just kicks in, like it's just kicking in and you feel like you're kind of travelling with them and like feeling that kind of anxiety and, and, and nervousness to kind of be in another country and it's, it's – yeah, the pace is so nice in comparison yeah. to the theme of the song.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he even says it's so illogical; it's nothing you can see. Mm. Like this fear mm. that he has. Or, or yeah. of going. It's like it's illogical. You know, yeah. You Millions can't...
0: of people travel every year.
1: Absolutely, but why would you be scared of going to Japan? It's like the best. <laughs> Got tattooed in Japan. It was awesome. Um, but that—that that was like um, that had guitar riffs that were mastered so beautifully that they were like. Um, <laughs> despite being, like, poppy, cute, indie and everything else, they weren't really overbearing. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just mastered, as you said, like... Yeah,
0: everything in this whole album is just, like, just at a calm tone all the way through. There's not, like, we're trying to draw attention to this cool thing we're doing or this cool lyric that we're doing. It's just, this is the stuff we can do and we hope you like it.
1: Yeah. Mm. So I don't know how old they were at the point when they wrote this album, but um, they was still younger than I was when I put out mine. And um, it makes me sad when mm. people put together such <laughs> wonderful records when they're way younger than me. Um, yeah. And uh, I get for uh, get more and more annoyed the older and older <laughs> I get when people bring out these beautiful records. So, yes, they did a really good job. Yeah, amazing. Do you have any fa- other favourites, Liam? Sorry. Um,
0: I also really liked cad- Cadmium, mm. um, mostly for its unusual structure because it has... One really big long verse at the start mm-hmm. and then a couple of chorus, a chorus and then an adjusted chorus and then it's like, okay, that's, yep. That's it. Then we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was but, like, it's, that's kind of verse chorus something, but it's <laughs> like, it's what is it? I don't know. It was just guessing. Yeah. It's so nice. It, yeah.
1: it doesn't kick in until a minute 55 mm, with the bass and drums. Um, and it's like
0: the big chunky guitar yeah. for them
1: dancing you guitar, know. yeah mm. <laughs> that's what they do Graded on a curve um, but they um he does these raspy high-pitched squeals with like when he's doing I'm tapped out mm-hmm. mm. and also at the end I think it's um say what it is and it's those raspy squeals of that kind of Americana sound um, mm. which again I couldn't believe that they were just a bunch of white boys from Jersey but like they're <laughs> just bringing out this stuff um, but yeah so the, and then the guitar pull because the guitar comes in and then pulls back and then kicks in again and so and then has a 10-second like feedback fade just mm-hmm. at the end over banjo over banjo the
0: one mm. or am I thinking of something else? Am I thinking about something else?
1: Well, there's a guitar solo that yeah. ha- is happening and then it does then it has like ten seconds where it's like y- you almost feel like they got to the end of the track. He put like he put the guitar down and went again oh, I'll just stop recording now. <laughs> like, I've just left a bit of feedback. Like, that's why I can imagine them being really good live. Like, mm. you know, um, I used to do it with my band, Where I used to take my guitar and at the end of the gig, you put your guitar facing your amp um, mm. and you lean it up there and leave that really nice um, uh, sound. And I had, I've got a hollow body guitar with lots of metal components, so it had the best feedback. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you can just imagine them doing that in a live show. Mm. So I want to see them live. Yeah, so yeah. You definitely. You need to get back on it and yeah. um, get them over when <laughs> this gonna... pandemic's over. In the age of yeah.
0: COVID, yeah, I'm they, can, they, try can t- my they can take the two weeks. Two weeks. Um, oh, the quarantine, isolation hotel quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can take it, right?
1: <laughs> they should. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Did you have favourites, Liam?
0: Um, to- I was just going to take it with Ruby. So I think we've done all the songs now, except for except for visiting.
1: I was going to say, mm. oh yeah, yeah, that's true, visiting. And <laughs> um, so drumsticks, just the the. The percussion is just <gasps> beautiful. Trick.
2: It I, I love it. I love the simplicity of it. Mm. He uses a lot of um, rods and um, I don't know what the technical word is, the one with the little metal spokes out of it. A lot of those. Brushes. Th- yeah, the like yep. jazzing yeah, yeah. brushes. Jazz mm-hmm. brush, yeah. Um, which I think is super cool. But its he's such a technical drummer. It's like incredible to watch um, mm. him move. And, and it's great juxtaposition against kind of like I mean, they're all such technical musicians and um, I think that's super cool. But the drumming is just like it really just perfectly complements the kind of guitar and, 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 and all like the, the lyrics and everything. It's just it's it. I think that's what makes it like not boring indie rock. Like mm-hmm. I think it's still mm-hmm. got that element of like surprise and, and, and the combo of kind of the alt country and then and, and then. The emo lyrics and mm. all that kind of stuff—it's just, yeah, it's it's ideal, really.
0: Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely the sort of thing that you, people might point to as like, oh yeah, another mopey white boy band. Mm. But if you actually listen to it and do that deep dive, and I think the emotions are really universal and the stories that he's telling you can really connect to mm. while also still being mopey white boy rock yeah
1: <laughs> and yeah. i like in visiting um in the lyrics he references montclair new jersey mm, like it says like we can go anywhere and like montclair or anywhere or whatever and it's just mm. like that's really sweet because if you know that that's where they're from it's like oh like yeah. they're doing a little heart crack um, yeah back to their uh, actual hometown which is really really cute yeah. considering they were like recording it in their home like in their basements anyway. But um, it gets really, um, at the two-minute mark, because it's only three minutes long, but at the two-minute mark, it gets really urgent. Mm. And it starts ramping up and gets mm. to the final break. And um, with the lyrics...
2: Like you, you mean me. oh, oh, love that. <laughs> I wrote that down as my one of my favourite lyrics in this nice. song too. It's just so earnest Mm. yeah and beautiful and like laying everything out on the line and just like simplistic like that's the one of the best things about this band is it's just as you said before it's kind of just like hey this is us if you like it cool, mm. um, if you don't cool, yeah. but like we're not gonna be anything that we're not, and I think that's what what like, they like. Where their success came from, it's just kind of refreshing. It mm. wasn't. There's no ego. It's
1: just kind of like out there. Mm. What I really liked was visiting after aphasia because. In aphasia, he's talking about the cycle of being able to talk, speak up or not. And yeah. then in visiting, he's like, um, this is all the stuff I'm really happy about. And um, this is stuff that's really cool. And he's like, his voice is there. Like the, it's like he has aphasia. Um, it's disappeared. And he's ready for visiting and to tell somebody that I like you. Mm. Um, you know, like and it just felt like a really nice movement from one track to the next because mm-hmm. it had that. Uh, that well, that's me desperately reading into it. Um, <laughs> but it just it felt like a nice movement. No, I agree. I totally agree. like from one to the next. So
0: speaking of people liking it, this album critically was a huge success. So huge. it made like the end of album year list for AV Club, American Songwriter, Consequence of Sound, Paste, Pitchfork, The Skinny, Stereo Gum and NPR. Mm. So I think everyone like yeah, it is an album that you if you. If you didn't pay a lot of attention to it, you could think it's just another album of this style. But if you really listen to it and think about it and work with it, yeah. you'll, there's layers and levels that yeah definitely make it stand out from other albums in a similar vein.
1: And yeah. on the Billboard, it, in the US Heat Seekers, it was number seven. On the Independent, it was 24. And in rock albums, it came in at 36 mm-hmm. on Incredible. the Billboard. Billboard Rock Albums and for I'm just like, like almost a debut. Like, yeah, so huge. Almost a debut so, of like people in a basement like mm. making mm. like really cute music
0: and DIYing. It feels a lot of the production and the mixing and stuff themselves. Like mm. just yeah, like, we'll I do we'll they, put the effort in too because they hadn't they hadn't even signed either. No, so they hadn't they recorded this album for themselves and then they started shipping it around. And um, Mike no Cam Boot Boucher from Sorority Noise was like, yeah, you should take this to a run for cover. They'll love it. And so, yeah, I I really like Sorority Noise. There's a song, like one of the songs off their last album, Before They Broke Up, is like one of my all-time favourite songs. It's really cool.
1: We should put that in one of our Patreon special episodes. We should. We keep talking about them.
0: We do. We just never record them.
1: (laughs) Sorry about that, Patreon backers. We keep lying to you. Uh, Yes, but uh, we will do those sorts of things, like one-off tracks and stuff like that. We've talked about it before. Um, So if we have, like, just a moment, like, there are – uh, I think there's a line in The Size of the Moon uh, that I really want to mention, if that's mm-hmm. okay. Do it. Because it's just wholesome as fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's basically, he's tried to speak to somebody with the sentiment of the good old days, but he's not getting responses from someone. So he says... Do you want a talk? you and it's dad, dad. Isn't like the fact that he references it he's like fine i'll go and talk it out with my dad then because you're <laughs> not gonna not like i'm gonna go and talk it out with jack or you know ben yeah. or someone like that yeah. it's like no i'm gonna go and talk to my dad because he's read lots of books yeah. and he'll probably give me some very solid advice thank you very much um but <laughs> just 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 wholesome and then um like yeah like that's really nice. Like, mm. like a not, that nice moment. Despite the fact that he's going through that difficulty in that track. Like that sentimental track. And about um, everything that's going on with the... Oh, yeah. But And there's lifts and R's. Mm. So you know how I like hand claps. And I, I, do, like, I know you do. And things like that. So when there's a good... <laughs> um, I, I'm a sucker for an mm. R so I've written R's like quite a few times because it works quite ridiculously well with mm. the way that they framed all of their out their tracks and they haven't gone um, they haven't gone oh shit it's only 2 minutes 39 we better add another verse mm. they've just gone yeah, oh well 2 minutes 39 yeah. and yeah. they haven't gone oh this one's gone all the way up to 4.47 they've just gone oh well That's the length of the track. Mm -hmm. There we go. And even though it's quite disparate, like different, like two minute difference, um, they've just gone. This is what we sound like, and this is what fits in this track, and Mm -hmm. it works, and you wouldn't notice.
2: Yeah, I definitely noticed that as well. And 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 they play around with the structure of songs and don't really care what like with for tradition or Mm -hmm. anything that's supposed to be you know like learned stuff like they they they'll introduce backing vocals like a minute and a half into a song or (laughs) or a a banjo part like a minute in and 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 just be like hello
1: and i think that's you know (laughs) what keeps it spicy um (laughs) absolutely because they have a sound which now like if i if you put on any of their tracks from future records because i haven't listened to any any yet Mm. uh, if you put on a track i'd be like oh that's pine grove that's the pine grove sound Mm. um even though they don't do their like standard structure of like verse mm. chorus, verse chorus, bridge, um, chorus chorus, end. like, they don't do that. Mm. They do. Actually, we've, been, we've got a bit of poetry here that we want to do some music to. And then we're going to put some music here um, with no vocals. And we are going to spend a minute and a half doing some guitars. Um, and then we're going to have some silence because why not? Mm. Um, and they've, it feels like they made all the decisions like they they recorded and they Mm. did most of the mastering or whatever like on the album it felt like they just really owned it put their stamp on it and if they self-recorded in that way um they didn't have a record label breathing Mm. down their neck Mm -hmm. saying oh eight tracks we need
0: need a radio single where's your your radio single? oh no there's no radio singles in this lot
1: well they they released old friends as a single. Did they? Okay. Yeah. They released Friends as a single. Um I don't know that it charted, but um they did release it, which I thought was like an interesting one to release. I like I don't know, I feel like maybe the size of the moon, the party dance or something would have been like more of a single but it's um, just
0: long. It's five minutes nearly five minutes long.
1: Yeah, true. Radio maybe. edits. Yeah,
0: radio edits, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we know all about that, don't we? So, So,
0: George and regular listeners will know I'm always on the lookout for something I can tattoo onto myself, like a short lyric to overcommit to a band that I've only just heard about. Oh, yeah, I
1: love it. I love it when he does this. And we're going to make him do it at some point. (laughs) I'm going to have so
0: many tattoos, it's going to be out of control. Uh, Every outcome is such a come down. Mm. Just just beautiful. And some of it's in the delivery and the intonation, but I think that's just a really cool line and you could tattoo six words onto you, no problem at all.
2: Yeah, and the outcome come down, the the use of those words is just like... So poetic and like yeah, mm. so nice to the ear. Which track is that again? That's the first one. That's on that's the old friends. old friends.
0: So he it? he does he uses the every outcome bit in a couple of different phrasings, yeah. and that's one of the phrasing that he uses it in.
1: Nice,
0: but yeah. So yeah. that's one. It's a little bit pessimistic for me, but then all the tattoo ones that I'm getting are pessimistic. So we've I'm gone to just
1: through go quite. So what well, I can't even remember who the last one was, but um yeah, <sighs> we you get a little bit like, I love a lyric. Or Sometimes we'll go lyric buddies yeah. because we'll both have the same things written down like you and I have. Yeah, like,
2: I feel like we definitely had pretty much all the same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, uh, yeah, like we'll go lyric buddies and things lyric like buddies. I think about getting this as a tattoo. Yeah. Um, is it too soon if I've only just listened to this album for yeah, the first time two weeks Yeah, it's a bit commitment
0: to a band that I don't know that well yet.
1: Yeah, this is
2: true. I love that though. I actually <laughs> recently just got a tattoo, um, an idols tattoo.
1: Idols Yeah, which
2: is uh, literally one of my favourite bands in the entire world We did
0: Idols we late did last idols. year From their um, Doored nominated their album from last year mm, I did
1: Yeah, so yeah, so we did Ultra Mono um,
0: yeah. in, I feel like I would have done an Idols ta- One of mine would have been an Idols I
1: think it was an Idols Oh, yeah. they yeah. have so many tattooable yeah. <laughs> moments Joe Tolbert knows how to write Oh yeah. my god, he's
0: so good
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, But I got IMI tattooed on my arm So oh, um, yeah. I thought nice. that was really oh, cool too Nice yeah. But um, it's my only piece of you know, words right. writing on my body. Yeah. So, um, nice. Yeah. I don't know. It might start a whole new thing.
1: <laughs> I might start like going lyric crazy. I don't have any lyrics, but I do have a matching tattoo with an X. Ooh, spicy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. Um, but uh, I'm keeping it. It's mine. But uh, yeah, um, that's the only one. But I don't have any lyrics. I don't have any words either. No, so. I've got no words. It took me just, a long time. I've
0: got the two. It
1: took me yeah. a long time. It's got the two. Just the two. But they are fun records. From one of them is a
0: band Something for Kate Tattoo
1: oh, cool. Ah, yeah. so, cool There you go
0: Yeah They'll be coming up soon Everybody I've selected my I've narrowed down my album To which one I'm going to nominate So
1: <laughs> He's been talking about how something with Kate are going to be a flawless um, since we started this over three years ago but he's like <laughs> never had the guts to bring one to forward to pick one to so actually yeah. lock in
0: which one because yeah. I could do it for all but one yeah. I could make the case and then I've got to choose one it's hard it's like choosing children it is it's really hard
2: yeah I found this whole process extremely hard
1: um, <laughs> I had a think of list about 50, about 50
2: albums and I was just <laughs> like
1: oh my god like, how do you want yeah know. yeah I know it's tough We that, think about the fact we've been doing this for over three years why do you think we have so many guests because yeah. <laughs> we can't possibly like nominate that many flawless albums and mean it yeah. but, uh, that's cool but, and except idols keep bringing out new records oh, and every idol's album is perfect in my opinion there you go mm. um so
2: uh
0: ruby anything else you wanted to touch on or we can go to your final pitch
2: um i think i think i guess my final pitch would be the way to go i don't have go anything else it. to really talk about mm-hmm. um I guess why I think this album is flawless is what we've kind of touched on before. Um, It's kind of earnestness and it's, um, it's, it's okay with just being it. Um, And it's so uh, incredibly kind of um, instrumentally diverse and, and, and different. Um, And it's just really, I guess it's all about the lyrics for me and the storytelling. Um, Evan is incredible and, and it's just it's standing the test of time well test of what is it five years yeah (laughs) so and I'm still not sick of it um Mm -hmm. and I think I guess it also has so many kind of personal memories and um reminds me of my best friend and and um yeah I just think it's I think it's amazing and everyone should go and soak it all up Mm -hmm. and please watch all of their live
1: stuff it's
0: like it's (laughs) really their
1: strength um in my opinion so and then you're going to bring them over yeah. And then we're all going to have little flaws. Pinegrove, they're yeah.
0: and then they can nominate it, an and we'll get them on the podcast and we'll get, find out what they love. I'm coming to that podcast. <laughs> film.
1: You're coming. Ready. You'll be organising it. You'll coordinate yeah. it for us. That would be great. Yeah. Cool. All four of them can nominate something.
0: Yeah, if they can agree on something.
1: Yeah. No. Four episodes. Oh, four episodes. Okay. Oh.
0: Strap yourselves in, guys. Yeah. Uh, okay, George. Final thoughts on Pinegrove and a thumbs up or a thumbs down.
1: Cool. Okay. So my first. As I said, a minute in, um, I was really thrilled that uh, Ruby exists. Um, And I was really pissed at 2016 to now George. Because Mm -hmm. George, up until... Ruby nominated this, was ignorant to this album. Um, and George was very, very silly and should have done better. I forgive you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know. If, it's whether they forgive me um, because I could have been supporting them all this time. Um, but uh, yeah, so I gave it a listen and I was just like, I had to make a Spotify playlist of just the eight tracks mm-hmm. um, to make sure I didn't listen to the extra ones. Um, so I did that and then I was like oh 30 minutes that's not very long um I was like oh it could be a could be a, like a punk band and then um yeah as I said I put old friends on picked up my guitar within a minute and just went how do I play this like I need to own this like like it I says play it all really no yeah, absolutely so <laughs> like I play that like, Laura Marling and stuff like that so it was yeah. like it was just easy for me to like pick this up and then I was like okay but can they carry this on through the album?" and of I think it's quite clear that in the way that I've been talking about it that yes they did carry that on so um, there's no track on here that I would skip Um, I think the movement between tracks is very intelligent as well I think the lifts and drops between the ends of the song and how they transition into the next song um, I think that's really smart because um, I would have it on repeat and I couldn't tell you where it started and ended Like it was just it all just flowed really beautifully. So um I think you can guess from my language that I'm gonna say that this was for me a flawless album. Awesome. Thank you very much. So (laughs) Mm. over to Liam.
0: Over to Liam. So just talking what you when you mentioned there about creating the Spotify playlist, the the demos on the end do sound very different. They are very clearly demos. You it grabs you as like, hang on, this doesn't sound like the songs that were earlier, even though it's in their style. But I don't know why I do this to myself. I should not do a first listen of albums as background, as like I'm at work or I'm doing something else or I'm reading something else because every time I'm like, okay, that was okay, but it didn't really grab me. And then I stop and I do some research about it. And the other thing that happens as well sometimes is like albums like this where it's like it was super critically successful. I'm like, hmm... I'm a bit concerned that, you know, maybe it's just a bit too much hype or whatever. Mm. And so then I actually stopped and I listened to it. And it was just it just blew me away. I was the same as you, George. It was like first song, this, that, the tales he was telling and the, the human emotions that he's got are incredible. Um, it was reminding me of something forever. Because we we've had a bit of a delay on this session. We were supposed to do it like four weeks ago. So we've been listening to this album for four weeks, and yeah. the whole time I've been like, what does this sound like? The first thing I thought it sounded like was Ben Queller. Um, but then so I was like, but it's not quite, it's, that's not who I'm thinking of. And it wasn't until today that I figured out that it's like the second Death Cab album. We have the facts and we're voting yes, which is <laughs> yep. one of my all time favorite albums and mm-hmm. is, yeah, just really cool. I love it. And I was like, yeah, I finally figured it out so I can talk about it. So just <laughs> eight songs is the perfect length for these guys. I do think if they, even if they had like a ninth or a tenth song, even fully mastered, it would probably start to be a bit too much of a draw. But just eight songs is just perfectly like they're all balanced. It's an amazing lyrics and vocals and guitars and just excellent pieces. And it feels like it's been carefully mixed and mastered to not sound like it's been carefully mixed and mastered, mm. like it's been effortless. just like a effortless, mm. and it's like it's you are there and you're watching them play it. And so for that reason, I loved it every second of it. And yeah, I thought it was flawless. <gasps> you I
1: got two. <laughs> yeah, you got a Huge. flawless that's wild.
0: rare. Massive. Super rare. So yeah, I lo- yeah. I'm the same, George. I'm just like, what the hell was I doing? Like, Ugh. I must have just... When they were coming up on my Spotify, I don't know what I was doing to not pay attention and just like, damn it, this was like five years. I could have been, They've been a on band them and just...
1: Because I listened to so much Death Cab. Yeah. They're obviously in the... You might also like and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I could try a new band, but I'm already listening to them. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not going to try this new band. Moods and yeah. also, they sound like
0: old Death Cabs. So it's like, yeah, what right? Death Cab have become. I'm not as big a fan of. So I was like, well, I could have just been listening to these guys for my old Death yeah. Cab fix. <laughs>
1: your old death cow fix that's nice <laughs> so they they can you can be a junkie and now now that we have recorded the episode i can actually spend some time listening to the rest of their mm. oh, we'll do the do. i'm please gonna do. have virgin ears to all of it so just imagine like every time you have listened to their newest records and they've come out and you Just being filled with warmth and gleam. I get to do that all. I've not been disappointed at all. Every every single time they've
2: just, you know, blown me away. Perfect.
0: Cool. Thank you very much for coming along and nominating an album. That was really great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are flawless AMP on all of those. So you can join the conversation, share or like our posts, and give us a rating. And every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you. And as mentioned, we also now have Patreon and a Facebook group and a clubhouse group so come and look (laughs) at the links for all look in the links in the show notes for all that and if you'd like to back us please check that out thanks again for listening and we will see you next time